Highly Enthused, a shortcut to things worth consuming, presented by two women named Sophie who spend too long on the internet. I'm Sophie Roberts. And I'm Sophie McComas. Listeners, hello. Hello. It is the season finale of season five of Highly Enthused. The longest season ever. (laughs) (laughs) The endless season. Well, you thought we'd make it to Christmas. I think we put that out there, but... We're not, psych. We are not making it to Christmas. We did not make it. We made it to today. We are dragging our bodies across the line. Post-lockdown fatigue is real. Yeah, I mean, it's been a bloody good, bloody good season. I have loved it. I've loved the messages everyone sent us. I've loved all your recommendations that you've given us, all the great feedback, the lols. The highs, the lows. And there's been some high highs and some low, low lows. <laughs> yeah. But no, thank you, everyone. We are we're continuing to send newsletters to our paid subscribers over the break. So if you're going to miss Highly Enthuse while we're away until next year, definitely subscribe at highlyenthuse.substack.com and you'll be hearing from us every single month on a different theme. And please feel free to send through any ideas or requests for those themes. We're always open to, to getting your suggestions. If there's something that you really want us to write a newsletter about, ask. You might just get lucky. And this month, everyone, is the Highly Enthused Gift guide oh my god 61 plus yeah no there's 61 last year we'll see how many we get to this year yeah i finally put all my ideas down on paper yesterday and i got some good stuff for you i'm pretty excited and another nice motivating factor to sign up as well if all of this value has not convinced you yet is this month's fee is going to be donated to the sydney women's and girls emergency center which helps women and families in crisis due to homelessness domestic violence systematic disadvantage so sign up at highlyenthused.substack.com um and your first month subscription fee is going to go to a really great cause yeah very nice very nice well how are you soro oh look Not to be a downer, November is a bit of a strange month for me. We're coming up in a couple of weeks to the third anniversary of Alex's death, which uh, for any newer listeners, you might not know this, but my late husband Alex had bowel cancer. He passed away like about six months before we actually started Highly Enthused. So November 2018 was a really shit month and I feel like it's one of those things that my body remembers. So I always feel a little bit raw and kind of wobbly and a bit off at this time of year and then also I don't know about you but heading back into the office for a few days a week which I love I love being around my colleagues it's really fun but I'm just exhausted like I just feel like I get to Friday and I'm like I need to lie down oh yeah all the way down I'm sure you're feeling the same way at the moment yeah definitely I mean I think this time of year is um tiring but layering on (laughs) The year that was, yeah, definitely. I I, I have not slept past seven a.m. in a year. I just oh realised, and I would kill someone for uh, a ten a.m. sleep in. I might kill someone if I don't get okay. one soon. Well, look, we'll we'll find some suggestions for who you can take out. Look that, out, you know. <laughs> it might <be> anyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it's it's just been a bit of a weird start, and then like. It's also strange because like lots of really great things are happening in my life. So I kind of get a bit surprised by the grief. Sometimes I feel a bit guilty that I'm not sad enough of the time, which is a really fun new thing my brain's decided to start doing. 
It's odd. Anyway, but, you know, there's been lots of delicious food and friends I haven't seen in months and I've met some of my friends' new babies. So there's lots of, like, lovely things happening just amongst all the feelings. All the feelings. feelings. How are you holding up? Uh, Yeah, well, my husband's opened another restaurant, which (laughs) is very fun and delicious, La Salou in Redfern. You should all... Go there and drink vermouth spritz, eat chips with hot sauce and pickles and mussels, all the good things from Spain. Yeah, that's been that's been absolutely delicious, but um, definitely adding to the, <laughs> the tiredness. <laughs> but can I tell you about my new purchase on the eat section? You can. Let's go straight into it. What have you been eating or purchasing? Because, tell me. Well, like for someone who is extremely tired and does not have a little does not have a lot of time. <laughs> A rice cooker, Sophie Roberts, is oh my God. <laughs> a magical robot from the future or maybe the past who's coming to make your life better. <laughs> I have purchased a $13 rice cooker from Kmart, $13, $13. and it is so bloody handy. Like I am one of those people. Some people can just like wing rice and get it right every single time. We eat a lot of rice and yet I still have to Google the ratio every single time of how to boil it. I'm just not 100% locked it in in my brain. It's never perfect. Like it's never the right, you know, fluffiness, steaminess. It's always maybe a bit gluggy or like it's just never right. And I was like, you know what? Everyone seems to have a rice cooker. Everyone who knows about rice cooks rice in rice cookers. And I just was like, you know what, screw this. I'm buying one. I don't have any bench space for it, like at all. I had to sacrifice <laughs> my blender for it. But Wow. Yeah. Well, we, we also have a Thermomix, which is a conversation for another time. But um, <laughs> it's just so good. It's so easy. Like a toddler could make rice in a rice cooker. You just measure the cups of rice. You fill the water to where it tells you to fill it. And then you just press go. And then you do something else. And it's done. <laughs> and there's no even, you don't even need to be around when it's done. Like it just shifts to warm. It like stops cooking on its own, shifts to warm. And actually the longer you leave it, the better the rice gets. So it is a kind of magical appliance. I used to have one. It did die. I mean, I will tell you the cheaper ones do tend to die, but you know, $13, you can get another one. Um, but they are magical. It's just so good. I christened it with a recipe from that awesome book by Molly Baz, Cook This Book. It's her riff on Hainanese chicken rice, that like garlicky, gingery, brothy, Mm. poached chicken dish and you just need perfect rice for that. And I got there. (laughs) I got perfect rice from Kmart for $13. So (laughs) you know what? If you've been holding back, guys, just don't. Just get one. It'll uh, make your life a lot easier. I also have no bench space, but it is tempting. Though I have, through many, many years of practice, nailed the stovetop method. So finally. I'm glad someone's nailing it. It wasn't me. It's one of my my few skills, making good rice on the stove. But I'm really happy for you that you now have a little robot in your kitchen to do this for you. What are you eating this week, Sarah? Um, This is a bit of a random one. So I've got a recipe for turmeric spinach rice noodles that I actually got off Alex Delaney's Instagram. 
<laughs> Which is like weird, but not that weird because he used to have a really great um, column on Bon Appetit called Rent Week Meals where he'd like put forward like a really cheap, fast, delicious recipe sort of suggestion for those, those weeks when you're kind of scrimping a little bit. But now he just posted this on his uh, Instagram as a reel <laughs> of all things. And I sort of saw it, saved it. And then I realized one night that I had everything I needed to make it. You know, there's nights where you just cannot be bothered to like buy anything. You just yeah. want to like scrounge something out of your pantry and so I made it and then I proceeded to make it like three more times in the last few weeks because it is seriously delicious and sort of a you can kind of make it from pantry staples and I've I've ended up doctoring it a little bit from his original recipe but the basic gist super easy it's like you cook off the classics onion garlic ginger in oil stir in turmeric powder and pepper to bloom and then you pour in a can of coconut milk the juice of one lime stir through he uses frozen spinach but I just wilted spinach in hot water like literally poured a kettle of water over it in a bowl pulled it out chopped it roughly threw it in mix it through the sauce then you all and just kind of let it all meld together and then you just cook your rice noodles I use like the sort of like the pad thai rice noodles you know those like nice sort of flat ones flat yeah. ones yeah which I really like because they've got a really nice chew to them mix them through the sauce when they're cooked and then he gets you to top it with toasted sesame seeds and chives so it's so fast it's one pan and like a bowl for like letting the rice noodles and the spinach just kind of like sit in hot water but since then I've ended up doctoring it a little bit and I think my version is slightly better if I do say so (laughs) myself can't lie so I added in like a chopped mild chili the garlic and ginger and then the first time I made it I didn't actually have any lime juice so I added tamarind paste which kind of makes it taste a little bit more like almost pad thai. and then I topped it with like chopped green onions some fresh coriander and just like pre-done crispy shallots that you can just get in a jar from an Mm -hmm. Asian grocery store so you get even more crunch and then I wanted to bulk it up a little bit because I was like well it's not quite it feels like a very carb heavy meal not much protein in there so I actually just like whisked up an egg with like and I put in a little bit of the coconut milk into the egg some salt some turmeric and then like cooked it like a bit of an omelette over a really high heat in a small frying pan so the bottom gets crispy and the top is just set and then like rolled it and sliced it into strips and just like tossed it through with the noodles and the sauce. Yum. So tasty. It's so yummy. And I've really been enjoying adding a little bit of coconut milk into the egg because you get this kind of almost like creamy, fluffy yeah. texture to it. It's just, it's great. It's like a cheats pad thai almost. It kind of hits a lot of the same notes as those sort of Thai noodle dishes, but it's so fast to make. Like so fast. No. Rice noodles are such a good thing to have in your pantry because they just take zero time to prep and they last forever. And it tastes like you got it at a restaurant. Like the flavors taste way more complex and interesting than you think it should for how quick it is to whip together. So I will link to the reel in the newsletter so you can just watch his method. It's super fast. But then I'll also just type in my uh, recommended additions to it so that you guys can, you know, copy me because I definitely think I improved it. <laughs> Level up with Sophie Roberts. Sorry, Alex Delaney. <laughs> He's a good starting point, but, you know, bring a little extra layer of sophistication, I like to think. Um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> all right. What have you watched or read or listened to this week? So I have been totally hooked on this short series on binge with Jessica Chastain and Oscar Isaac. Oof, the hottest couple in the world. I Fake know. couple. It's 
so hot. It's called Scenes from a Marriage. It's on Binge. And I didn't realise, but it's an English language remake of a 1973 Swedish series, which I kind oh. of want to go and re-watch or watch for the first time, <laughs> which I think really influenced a lot of culture back then. Um, I think it was quite mm. groundbreaking for its time. But it's this really interesting format. So it's only six or so episodes but they give like a really zoomed in kind of vignette of a moment in time in this marriage between, um, I can't even remember the character names, but Jessica and Oscar. <laughs> um, and a really, yeah, this kind of like snapshot of their marriage as it kind of forms a few cracks and, you know, falls apart. Um, it's, <laughs> it's all set in one house pretty much, like apart from a couple of um, episodes in, in a doctor's office and I think out at a restaurant. But the house itself also kind of transforms with this couple as their relationship kind of festers. It starts off being kind of warm and cosy and then as the episodes progress it kind of gets darker and colder and like almost dank and then towards the end it transforms again as this couple kind of reconnects which is so interesting. And they also have these breakout scenes kind of starts with them as actors getting into character or coming out of character and then going in to play these scenes, which is quite an interesting um, Mm. technique, which I think was supposed to say that this is, could be anyone like it's actors playing a character. It it also sounds very Swedish. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if they did that in the original um, series or maybe they did, but yeah, it's it's cool. And then these two just have this insane chemistry. Like Truly. it's so fizzing. It's in both like positive, like they have this amazing connection, but really negative ways as well. Like the way they fight is so intense, like the dialogue that they go through. It's very dense dialogue, a lot of these episodes. The way that they fight is kind of as intense as the way they have sex and it's just like this constant battle Um, between each other and I think it's just like you know it's that push and pull of wanting to get out and wanting to let go but not wanting to give up something and being really invested and then just being tied to this one person it's absolutely just mesmerizing I couldn't take my eyes off it and they're just both so good looking so you're like how is this happening to you um you should be fine you're so beautiful Oscar Isaac is like the hottest man in the world I would let him know in my life (laughs) I'm sorry. He's just. I would let him ruin my life. <laughs> I would let him ruin my life. I can't handle him. Have you seen the gif of them on the red carpet? It's like, oh, yes. Kill me. <laughs> kill me. It's too much. It's too much. So it's really, <sighs> yeah, it's really good. It's not a, it's not a light series, but um, <laughs> it's a rainy day. You need some drama. I don't think you've ever recommended a light series ever. <laughs> oh, I'm about to. There's one in my first five. I swear. But yeah, I don't know why. I'm just like, I'm like, come on. <laughs> I'm at home alone. Give me something like dark. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I loved it. That scenes from a marriage on binge. What about you, Sarah? Well, I'm also recommending a TV show, and it's also a tv show about a relationship but it is also quite tonally different i think to to scenes from a marriage um yeah balance two sides of the same coin so i'm very late to this party uh in terms of watching the show it's one of those shows i've heard about for ages it's called catastrophe it's on stan and it actually started back in 2015 and had four seasons so ran till about 2019 it stars rob delaney who's like this american comedian and sharon hogan who was 
this is this Irish actor who was also in my other fave show from this year, This Way Up, which I recommended oh, yeah. earlier this season. Yeah, so she's the older sister in that show. And so the basic setup for the the whole sort of premise for the show is that Rob is visiting London. Uh, from the States for work and he meets Sharon and I love this their characters actually do have the same first names as the actors which is kind of weird and I kind of love it and so they meet at this like bar and they have this torrid sexy six-day affair before he goes back uh, home and they kind of go their separate ways but then Sharon finds out she's pregnant and calls him and he comes back to London and then they decide to try to because they're a bit older, I think they're supposed to be in their like late 30s. They decide to keep the baby and kind of try to make it work. So, I mean, it's kind of a basic sort of setup. Um, I'm sure there's been similar things done before, but oh my God, it is so funny. Like it is so funny and funny in like this really like way that your funniest friends are funny. Like it's not absurd or like really slapstick or really satire it's just like funny the way real life is really funny and the way some people just have Mm. this amazing chemistry and repartee and back and forth and they really love like they find so much humor in the other person and it's like really kind of what they have amazing chemistry as well speaking of chemistry it's also my favorite there are four seasons each season is only six episodes and they only last 25 minutes which in my opinion is the optimum length (laughs) For television i do not want to commit to 50 minutes to watch one episode i'll cra- i'll jump through two in the same time but like let me choose that <laughs> don't make me watch a whole hour of tv <laughs> i've binged my way through season one like so fast and i've started season two but i'm almost at that point where i don't want to watch it too quickly like i want to ration it because it's so good yeah it's Sharon and Rob are really hilarious. It's like a bit odd and a bit dark and a bit awkward. Um, I've literally like cackled out loud on my couch watching it. Like it's Ooh, laugh out loud this. funny. I haven't watched this before. It looks, sounds awesome. Yeah, it's it's something I'd like read about. Like people have talked about, particularly because the the two main actors are just so good in it and so believable in this kind of strange um, situation that they find themselves in. Um, but you just like completely believe their characters would react in the way they react. Yeah, it's great. So if you're looking for something that's a little bit more lighthearted, but you know, a really funny and, and it doesn't shy away from the harder stuff as well, but um, yeah, it's just mostly hilarious. So that's Catastrophe. I watched it on Stan. I assume that's where you'll all watch it unless you're not in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Okay. What have you done or bought? Where, what, what was it this week? So I have been getting served ads for an app called Milk Run for ages now, and I think it's happening to everyone in inner Sydney. <laughs> I have also been served ads for it, but I do not live in an area where I can benefit from it. <laughs> well, neither do I. So essentially it is an app where you can order groceries, like great stuff, like, you know, anything from the deli, like cheese or milk or butter or like dog food or toilet paper or nappies, like kind of like run-of-the-mill groceries, but then they have a section which is like level up stuff. Like they have Fabrica pasta packs, they have great condiments, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God, that sounds really cool because the one thing that stands them apart from every other grocery delivery service is that they deliver in 10 minutes. Oh my God. Which sounds crazy. You're like, what? That can't be right. And then you test it and it happens. And actually 10 minutes is on the longer side. Like they really deliver in five minutes if you're living in most of these inner suburbs, which they deliver to. So anyway, they don't deliver to Marrickville, but 
where I live, but they do deliver to Surrey Hills where I work. And Mm. I got to the office after, you know, not being there for three months. I had taken Freddie, our dog, with us, and I was like, shit, I'm there only dog food. Normally I feed him at the office. I was like, yes, I can finally test milk run out. I've been waiting for like an excuse where, you know, you're like, oh, I just really need something and I just – I can't get to a pet store right now. Like I'm in the office and I was like, excellent. They have his normal dog food on there that we usually buy him, which was a random coincidence. And I paid $3 in delivery, which is, I feel like very reasonable for this crazy service. I have paid significantly more for food delivery. Seriously. I know. And then I went and got a glass of water. I walked back to my desk. I sat down, I wrote one email and it was there. It arrived (laughs) by bike. Like to our office suite door, which is on level three of a big building. <laughs> that is crazy. I feel like it's taken me 10 minutes to get into your building before. <laughs> it was amazing. I was like, oh, I almost forgot that I did it because, you know, you don't expect them to arrive. And I was on a phone call and they arrived and I was like, oh, my God, that was I feel like I just ordered that and it was there. It was so freaking convenient. I can't believe it. So if, you know, you're in a pinch, you've run out of nappies or you've run out of milk or and you just cannot leave the house because you haven't bloody put clothes on or someone's crying or I don't know. <laughs> Just try it because it will blow your mind. They're like rolling out new suburbs every few weeks. I think they've just launched in Erskineville and Newtown now as well. So they're getting mm-hmm. further west. But I was so impressed and Freddie loved it as well, let me say. <laughs> Fresh bag of dog food on a Monday. But, yeah, very cool. That's the Milk Run app. If you've seen their ads, take the word for it. Okay, what about you? What have you done or bought this week? All right, so I actually can't take credit for purchasing this because my friend Cherie actually purchased it for our friend Kat's birthday this weekend. But I want to recommend added sugar cakes. So you might have actually seen photos of these cakes floating around Instagram. They're like really, yeah, yeah. So they're like super photogenic and really retro. Like they look like the Mm -hmm. kind of cakes you would see in like a tiny little old school cake shop in like far suburban Sydney like 20 years ago. (laughs) Not 20 years ago, that was the year 2000, like 30 years ago, (laughs) 35 years ago. But they're like it's so charming. Like something about that aesthetic is obviously like appeals to the nostalgia in all of us. Um, the baker is this food stylist and former Violet Cakes baker who mm. moved back to Sydney from London last year. Like seriously, I think the main benefit of COVID was that so many talented, cool people moved back to Sydney <laughs> and started doing all these really cool things. Yes, they're rich, rich in uh, people who took their talents overseas. In returnees, yes, <laughs> and have come back. So they're just really cute. Like think, as I said, like really 70s and 80s style decorations. So like maraschino cherries, like really glossy. Each of them like plopped into a little like ridged dollop um, of piped frosting and like really ornate piping like you know with like the the multi-pronged um piping bags that are really ridged and like um decorative she'll do like those like drippy like swag kind of things where there's like half circle frosting around the side so it looks like almost bunting they're just like so cute and like hand piped like cursive messages on top so you can customize them love it she's got like really kind of great retro flavors as well and her classic flavors are like coconut rough she's got a cremino one which is like hazelnut there's like an almond sponge with cherry jam and it's like covered in flaked almonds like a shag carpet like one little maraschino on top just vanilla sponge chocolate all the sort of standard flavors that you can kind of imagine she also has and this is how you know it's 2021 
one and not 1985. She has two vegan options. Excellent. Which is great. So it's like a, a vegan chocolate one. And I haven't had the vegan ones, obviously, but I mean, her standard one was so delicious. I'm sure they're amazing. And she also does custom flavors too. So my friend Cherie ordered a pomegranate margarita cake oh, flavor, wow. which was so, so cute. And it had the maraschino cherries and like tiny little wedges of lime on top. And it's just, it almost looked, it was almost too pretty to eat. Like so cute, so delicious. The way she's sort of, it's sort of almost running like real uh, lo-fi bootstrap operation at the moment because I think she was supposed to launch properly but lockdown happened and sort of derailed those plans. So you can go on her Instagram, um, which we'll link to, uh, and see all of the different cake options in her kind of menu highlight. And then she's just got a form on her Instagram that she links to that you can order for. It comes in different sizes so you can get like really small, like little mini ones or you can get bigger ones for a party. So, you know, you can order one for your Christmas lunch. But if you're in Metro Sydney, I think she actually will deliver it as well. So it's really a one-stop shop. Uh, And I saw a lot of people like sending it to friends during lockdown as like a really lovely like birthday, birthday treat when you couldn't leave the house. But so, so lovely. And I really love like she's smart with the aesthetic. It's like really different to anything out there anything else out there really yeah really cool very cool very cool I really want to try the coconut the coconut yes. chocolate one the coconut rough one looks so great Yum. Delicious. Yum. well it's our last last five for the year so wrong our last one it better be good okay what better have you got good. okay pressure is on hang on <coughs> deep breath <laughs> <laughs> clear okay. that throat I got another pre-batch cocktail because that's all I drink these days. <laughs> You're the queen of the pre-batch cocktail. So convenient. I'm just all about convenience right now. All about convenience. So Big Mood is a very great new brand we helped launch at Buffet. And luckily for me, I get to try all of the flavors. And I found <laughs> the best one, which is quite new for Big Mood. It is available on drinks and it's called Killer Bees. That is killer with just an A and B's with a Z. (laughs) Um, It's one for the spicy margarita fans, which I know I have um, really been mean (laughs) to in the past. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm just throwing you a bone here because I do love spicy margaritas just in the right context. Anyway, really good combo of mezcal and tequila. So like why not have both? Habanero, mandarin and yuzu. So good a lot of pre-batch cocktails are very sweet this is not sweet it is really citrusy and zesty and fresh it feels like like when you drink it it feels like fresh freshly squeezed juice it's absolutely delicious and yeah I mean you cannot go wrong just put it on ice and you're done you can even add a little soda to it if you feel like elongating your drink a little bit but take one to a party and be everyone's best friend like I said with (laughs) the previous bottled cocktail on this podcast series but yes that is Big Moods Killer Bees check them out on Instagram and they're available on drinks and I think they're rumors of a shop in the near future the second one is a book I've been smashing the audibles lately I've been doing a lot of walking and I actually read The Weekend, which you recommended which um, oh yes yeah I really enjoyed really good but the latest book I've read is Love and Virtue by Diana Reed. oh I love this one yes Sarah, this is one of the best books I've read this year like absolutely hands down I haven't actually finished it yet which is why I'm putting it in the fast five not the main uh <laughs> list but it is so good Diana Reed is being compared to Sally Rooney And I can see the comparison because she really just captures the voice and like inner world of a particular age group. She's Australian. Love and Virtue is set at the on-campus colleges at Sydney Uni, which is really 
barely disguised as Women's College and Paul's College. It really means Bells of Prep by Curtis Sittenfeld, which I mentioned a few episodes ago, which is kind of a high school experience, but this is in an Australian university setting, obviously. And it's it's uncomfortable, like, for someone who went to college at Sydney Uni, it's just extremely correct in her description of that, like, very specific experience of that kind of world of, of privilege mm. and a really you know, male-dominated culture there. The writing is just, like, on point amazing. It's very current. Like, it feels like someone is writing it right now as life is happening around us, like the discourse and the way we text and the way we talk, the apps that we're using, everything like that. It doesn't feel doctored in any way. It feels really real. And, yeah, I just can't put it down. I'm absolutely loving it. I can't wait to read everything else that Diana read. Um, well, she's only 26, so there is a long potential career ahead of her, which is amazing so. and terrifying that she's so good and she's so young. So good, so good. If you went to college, definitely read this one. But even if you didn't, you'll get a very clear picture of what it's like. I did not go to college. I think the thing that, that speaks to me about how good it was is I so closely was like identifying with the main character who's like 22 and then I realised I was way closer in age to some of the adult characters <laughs> And I was like, oh, no, yeah, <laughs> I still think cool. I'm 20. <laughs> yeah, sometimes that catches you off guard. You're like, oh, I'm not in my mid-20s anymore. <laughs> so my number three is a light TV show, guys, because I don't <gasps> all watch dramatic shows. I do watch some fun <laughs> stuff. Um, it is High Maintenance on Binge, which is so good. It was actually a web series created back mm. in 2016 by Ben Sinclair, Ben also plays the central character. It is very short episodes. They're only about five to seven minutes long, which is so great for those people who just like cannot commit to something, which is me me and my husband 100% of the time. Like, I just don't want to watch a movie, but like I don't really really want to commit to starting a TV show right now. This is the show for you. So it's kind of gives these snapshots into the lives of New Yorkers. Each episode is a different kind of couple or house that they – that they go visit. They're all linked by this very lovely, non-threatening, friendly wee dealer um, who's played <laughs> by Ben, the creator. And he just gets like unwittingly like swept up into the little crises. Like every time he visits or drops off a, an order of, of weed, he, yeah, something is going on in this apartment that's just like whack. All the characters kind of tangentially connect here and there throughout the series, which is really cool. And it's just really funny and light and silly and yeah, I loved it. It's just really easy watching when you've had enough of things like <laughs> scenes from a marriage. So that's called High Maintenance on Binge. Number four is a recipe by Hedy McKinnon, which who is an Australian cook who moved to Brooklyn a oh, few yeah. years ago. She wrote that a really great um, salads book called Community a few years back, which has been reprinted and it's an excellent salad cookbook. Her books are, I think, mostly vegetarian, if not all vegetarian, but they're all very they're all hearty. vegetarian, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. They're very hearty. Like there's always like a noodle in there or like a tofu or a protein. They're not a leafy green salad. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she's now writing recipes for Bon Appetit in the New York Times, and I'm just so excited for her that she's finally getting the attention she deserves because, you know, it's hard to break it in in New York. She's definitely done it. One of the recipes I tried recently was Bon Appetit and it is cashew cream udon noodles with crispy mushrooms. Mm. So udon noodles are great on their own. They're like that thick, you know, chewy noodle. 
but they're just taken to an extra like richness with this cashew cream. So you soak cashews in hot water and then like for an hour and then you blend them with some more water and garlic and some olive oil to make this creamy kind of ricotta-esque sauce that you toss these delicious udon noodles through. You crisp up some garlicky mushrooms, you douse the whole thing in a vinegar soy sesame dressing and it's just so good. It's really rich, mm. like it's good for a rainy night. It's definitely not a light a light bowl of noodles, but that's fine. <laughs> that's totally fine. Um, and you actually get left with a fair bit of cashew cream. So you can use that over veggies or like with some grilled lamb chops, anything kind of off the grill is, is really yum for this cashew cream. Uh, yeah. So it's really fun recipe. It's, I, yeah, it's something new. I don't really make a lot of nutty dishes, I guess. So yeah, it was good. Yum. And you can find that on Bon Appetit. And number five, I got the book by the Otolangi Test Kitchen, the OTK. So cool. Yeah, the design of this book is so epic. Yeah. I love it. It's kind of a bit of a departure from the design of Otolangi's previous books. I've been a bit blah with Otolangi lately. I'm just like, oh, like same old stuff. Like, come on, giving you something new and surprising. Like, it's good. It's always good, but it's just always the similar um, yeah. And so I was really stoked that this book is, uh, yeah, a nice refreshing point of difference. Produced by the Otolingi Test Kitchen crew, which is, A, so cool to be at a level where you have a whole R&D team behind you, like just trying stuff out, which is where your town is at now, which is so great. The OTK is led by Noor Murad, who I think you've mentioned on this podcast yeah, before. Yeah. She has that awesome Instagram account, Nourish by Noor, really delicious cooking. And yeah, some recipes I bookmarked are green cannellini with tahini, which is like so far so watalangi, but still delicious. But then there's stuff like baked orzo pudinesca, so Ooh. yum, like olives and anchovies and capers, baked pasta thing. One pan crispy spaghetti with crumbed chicken, which sounds really yum. There's like some Middle Eastern roots in there, like a lot of Middle Eastern roots, a lot of tahini, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of herbs, which is delicious, but... There's a lot more going on in this book, which is which is really cool. So I loved it. That is the Otolangi Test Kitchen cookbook, which is very new and out now. And that's my first five. Oh, my God. Take a deep breath. I don't think I breathed once in that entire well, thing. You can take some deep breaths now. Well done on doing that in one go. You can do a few laps underwater. I'll take the baton. What do you got? What have I got? What have I got? Okay, I have another TV show, which I actually – sort of talk to you about on Tuesday at dinner oh sorry Friday at dinner so this is Love Life season two which is on Stan so I think I might have mentioned season one um maybe last year um I really enjoyed it it starred Anna Kendrick and aired last year this time last year but season two has just started and I actually think I like it even more I agree I watched season one I mean I watched episode one last night and I was like oh this is this is like a step yeah, up. Yeah, like they've really pushed it. And I think it has a lot to do with the the star of this season, who I'll talk about in a second. But um, what I like about it is the show's an anthology series. So each season like follows a different character that have like a sort of tenuous connection to the previous character. It's all happening in the same universe. So it's set in New York and the premise is each season focuses on that particular character's love life, which, you know, the clue is in the title of the show. And so last season followed... Darby, which was played by Anna Kendrick, and sort of followed her from 
like quite early through to her like mid thirties. But this season follows Marcus, who's a 30 something who sort of is recently divorced and he's played by William Jackson Harper, who played Cheedy in The Good Place, if you've seen The Good Place. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's just a really, I think a more interesting show with him. They talk a lot about race, a lot about like the sort of weirdness of, you know, coming out of a long-term relationship in your thirties and like having to start again, what it's like to be dating. Obviously, rings a few bells for me but yeah episodes come out weekly in kind of three episode chunks which I also like because you get a little like update every Mm. week and it's just a really easy show to watch and then it's punctuated with these like moments of like big emotional intensity so kind of like cruise along and then you're like whoa this is a big moment but it's really great and also you know I love New York and miss New York so it's nice to see it on screen always so that's Love Life Season 2 is on Stan at the moment. <laughs> my next one is a bit of a random one. And I also feel like I'm giving away one of my Sydney secrets, but that's why I have this podcast to share my secrets with you. So I want to shout out to one of my favorite weird bars in Sydney, the Commercial Traveller Association Business Club. <laughs> What the hell? <laughs> so anyone who knows this is going like, Sophie, don't tell them. So it's, have you seen that spaceship looking building that's in Martin Place? It's like this big circular mm-hmm. thing. It almost looks like a water tank on this almost stalk-like central column. So as far as I'm aware, the upstairs, there's like hotel rooms for traveling commercial people. <laughs> I don't know. It's all, I, do I don't know. It's all a bit of a mystery, really. But downstairs, so you kind of go into the center and you walk down this sort of spiral staircase, is the most perfectly preserved 1960s bar and dining hall. It's like literally a time capsule. You walk downstairs, it's like red velvet, like booths and amazing carpet and this like glowy, warm light. You feel like you've just like gone back in time. It has super random hours. It's more of a lunchtime bar. It really only opens past five on Fridays, I think, until like 9, 9.30. So it's like a place to go post-work before you head out to do your next thing. And I would – I can't speak to the food. I haven't eaten there, though. I think there's a good food review from like 2016 that kind of says it's got a lot of nostalgic uh, joy to it. I'd probably stick to drinking beer and gin and tonics. Like I wouldn't personally explore the wine <laughs> – options unless you want like a really big Shiraz on the you know but honestly it's so fun super unexpected it's always buzzing on a Friday like with a post-work crowd it's just like a really fun place How did you it's like a friend was like you should come we're gonna have drinks here like let's go to the CTA I was like go to the what and then I went and I was like how have I never known this existed it's just it's it's so great also you know some great Instagram the content in this venue is Excellent. Truly, truly. Um, It's so fun. I feel like there's probably been some like cool fashion photo shoots there taking advantage of it. I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's so good. And it's like, feels like you're not in the CBD. It feels like you're in a totally different time and place. So what a cool recommendation. Enjoy guys. That's the CTA business club. I might see you there on a Friday. Okay. Number three is for an eye serum product. And I can't pretend that this is a cheap or particularly accessible product. I'm sorry, guys. I think it's like $90. It's the Dr. Dennis Gross Ferulic and Retinol Eye Serum. I think I also told you to get this a while ago. Oh, yeah. Really good. Thank you for saving my eyes. You're welcome. (laughs) So look, as a woman in her 30s who lives in a country with way more UV rays than sensible climate change policies, I have significant crow's feet 
uh, and dark circles under my eyes. And I had a horrible moment where I like pushed the skin under my eyes at one point and it stayed where I pushed it. (laughs) And I think I saw my own death flash before my eyes. I was like, I am the Crypt Keeper. So I decided I needed to really bring in the big guns. And so I got this eye serum and honestly, it really has helped with the texture and like the fine lines. And I think the dark circles are lessened. It might be a placebo effect, but so far so good. It's been worth the expense and you use a tiny amount. So it's lasted me like four months, five months Mm. so far, and I've still got plenty to go. So it's not like you're rebuying this every month. Thank God, because I couldn't afford that. So that is the Dr. Dennis Gross Ferulic and Retinol Eye Serum. I got it at Mecca. My only yep. note on that one, which I love it, but definitely use sunscreen yes. if you put it on oh. because it like draws the sun to your eyes, which in the end probably makes it all worse. Yes, look, that is a good call. But if you're using retinol at all, you should be wearing sunscreen any day. And if you live in Australia, you should have been wearing sunscreen every day since you were born, basically. <laughs> is, uh... Yeah, but I feel like you don't really pay attention to putting it under your eyes, like mm. which we all definitely should. Or maybe just wear sunglasses. That is also helpful. Don't leave your house ever and never age. <laughs> That's the real recommendation, guys. Be a hermit. Okay, number four. So as I said in the intro to today's episode, we're rapidly approaching the third anniversary of my husband's death. And this recommendation is for a newsletter by a writer named Katie Hawkins. And the newsletter is called My Sweet Dumb Brain, which I really identify with, just that title. (laughs) And so it's also been really weird, like kind of navigating grief whilst also being in the first stages of like a really genuinely lovely new relationship. And so I find this newsletter super helpful because it's one of the few places that I actually find my own particularly weird experience reflected back to me. So her first husband died of heart failure really unexpectedly in his early 30s, very early 30s. And she has since sort of in the last couple of years started a new relationship and has a daughter with this new partner. And so in particular, I really loved her essay called Crossroads, where she describes this like the really strange duality when you lose your partner when you're really young of she's feeling really grateful and joyful and all these new things that have come into her life, but has to kind of grapple with the fact that these really wonderful things just wouldn't exist. Like her daughter would not exist if her first husband hadn't died. So Mm -hmm. it's like this you know, it's just, it's just like, I, I remember when I fully sort of started to understand that that was my life now when Al first died. And it was just like, fuck, like, I know my life is going to still have good things in it, but there'll be a whole bunch of things that happened that can only have happened because he died and I will never have wanted him to die. So it's, it's just a very weird thing where you have to believe two things to be true at the same time. And as you guys have probably figured out, I'm someone who really likes to be able to read books and stories to like figure out how to process my feelings and understand things about the world. So it's just really nice to read her writing and be like, yes, you get it. Yes, that is weird. Yes, that is how it is. So Really lovely. She has a free version and a paid version. I obviously recommend the paid version. It's $5 a month, but there's some really great stuff in there that's for all subscribers. So my sweet dumb brain, it's on Substack. Link to it in the newsletter as always. And then my last recommendation to end things on a sweet note is I'm going to also recommend a flower 
just a sweet little a little flower. So I went to Caradurex Markets for the first time in a long time this weekend and I kind of lost my mind at the flower stalls because it's been so long. Mm, so good there. So good. Janima Flowers there is just like amazing. Her Instagram account, also great. And I picked up a bunch of corn flowers. They're just like oh, pretty. the brightest, most perfect, like lilacly purpley blue color, just so bright. And the flowers themselves are just like delicate and fresh and they're very like blousy and like wild flowery and they're just gorgeous and whenever the color catches my eye in my kitchen I just it makes me feel really happy so that is my final recommendation for the season some flowers what a way to end things a little bit of color (laughs) fresh color (laughs) flowers groundbreaking okay well that's it guys that's it that's the whole marathon season of Highly enthused, finished for another year. Thanks for sticking with us, everyone. It has been an absolute pleasure. Don't forget our gift guide coming out this Sunday, November 14. All new subscribers will have their first month's fee donated to the Sydney Women and Girls Emergency Centre. Sign up at highlyenthused.substack.com. We'll be here the whole year and forevermore (laughs) sending newsletters every month. Even when we're not releasing podcasts, so we're only a click away. Please follow us on Instagram, Highly Enthused. Keep chatting with us there. We love all your messages. Suggest some topics for the newsletter if you've got things you want us to recommend. And you know what? Have a great Christmas and summer or winter if you're not in the Southern Hemisphere. And we'll see you in 2022. Holy shit. 2022. What is a good store for us? Oh, what is it got? Who knows? I hope it's better. All right. We'll see you then, guys. <laughs> <laughs>